Welcome to episode 51 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, so welcome along to episode 51 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How are you going, mate? Good. Um, being brought into the digital age. Brought, tell me why you've been brought into the digital age, mate. One of my athletes who qualified for Kona, who's a, who's a listener, so thank you very much. Bought me a little, what are they called, iPod? What are they called? Come on. Is it a shuffle or is it a... It's a shuffle. Nano, you yeah, yeah, like I say. Yeah. You exactly like mine? Exactly like that. Like twins there. We haven't, but you're going to give me instructions after this. It's, it's simple. It's an Apple product, mate. You plug it in and away you go. Okay. There you go. So there anyway, anyway coffee, I mean, Iron Man Talks brought to you by... Coffees of Hawaii. For all your coffee needs. And this week's show, we've got news coming up. There's not much on the news front, so that's kind of cool. Uh, we've got our blog discussion, which we had lots and lots of comments on this week, which is great. Um, plus what's coming up next week for the blog. We have... Uh, we're not doing high five and age group of the week this week because we're kind of focusing on a couple other things. But one of those things, what is that, John? We'll, we'll, we'll let the listeners just wait and let them listen in. We have got a coach's corner. Let's put it this way. based on a, on a question that was sent in. It's, it's another entertaining show today, let's yeah. put it that way. And then basically, we're going to spend the second half of the show really just covering a lot of the questions that we've had over the last few weeks. Uh, we've been bombarded with questions, so uh, we thought we'd better attack them. And we've got quite a few to come. So if your question's not being answered, either we don't like it, yeah. <laughs> we don't know the answer. Or it's on hold and it will be coming up. Yeah, and yeah. it's almost getting to the point now where we get so many questions that sometimes we just have to kind of pick and choose the ones we feel yeah. are the best at the time. And at the end of the show, we've got some very exciting news, haven't we? We have got some exciting and John's news. John's got a big question to go with that exciting That's news. That's right. So, you know, you'll find out at the end of the show. So, anyway, this week for the news, uh, there's not a lot of news happening this week, eh? No, we've got Iron Man South Africa coming up uh, this weekend, though. So, the Iron Man procession rolls on this year. And the game has begun. We're going to have a quick look at the field to start with, so the pro field. What I like about the pro field is there's lots of females. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. So, but let's look at the males first. Okay. And we've got uh, Grant Shillens, who I think was last, last year's winner. He's number one seed. Is that um, Jarrett? Jarrett. Yeah, you might be right, actually. Got the name right. You see that? <laughs> Been practicing all week. And uh, Reynard Tissink, he's the South African hope. He's second. Uh, probably the race favourite, I'd say. He's a very, very talented athlete. I think he's gone top 10 in Hawaii, or maybe got 10th in Hawaii before, won races before, but didn't win last year. Our, um, our gloved friend. So this is his third race this year, because he did Malaysia. He did. So he did Wanaka. I mean, he, he finished Wanaka, so he still yeah. would have been knackered after that. Yeah. He did Malaysia. So he's a bit like Hillary, isn't he? Um, yeah, he's just racing his way around oh, the world. He's he crazy. Petra Vibrusik, he's racing up again. Stefan Reisen, uh, he, I think, won maybe Ironman France last year or the year before. He's, he's been there or thereabouts. Bjorn's there, so, gee, I wonder what his tactic will be. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to swim slow, bike slow, smash the run. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how he goes, because he's been doing some cycle racing, so he's obviously pretty strong on the bike at the moment. He was, uh, he's, he's a mystery one, isn't it, Bouillon, isn't he? Yeah, he did a tour. I was reading the build-up, and he did a tour, and he was in the yellow, you said, yeah. uh, for about three days of a, tour, a bike tour, so interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, there's a few names I'm not really that familiar with. Then I sort of Jonas sc- Colting? Scroll down, yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Jonas is there. Um, great athlete, just depends what sort of shape he's in. Um, if he's in good shape, you know, look out, he could be right up there. Uh, also, number 20 is Hervé Foire from France. Now, he's a good athlete. I, I remember his name being up the top three a few times last year. So on this list here, we've got the CEO challenge. Now, what's all that about? Do you know? Uh, I'm guessing that they're CEOs, 
<laughs> it's a big challenge because there's two there's of them. Two of them. You're either yeah. going to first or second. Yep. I think it's just another one of their marketing sort of gimmicks. You yep. want to be the, it's obviously the... taken off this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two people. <It's> a... <laughs> I think that didn't Iron Man Corp have like a world CEO challenge or something, and maybe I don't know, maybe the spots for Kona or something you qualify okay, as CEO. Well, I think you're going to do right in this race. Exactly. <laughs> two spots, two qualifiers. There we go. And the other side of thing, we've got Tasha Bateman. She's there. So. Yeah. So Tasha Bateman, we think, should really dominate there. But there's still some other good girls there. We've got um, Bella Comerford. Yep, oh, Bella's been doing well recently. She's been doing well. And also Edith Niederfringer. Um, so Bella did in Malaysia as well, didn't she? She, she did, grew up she in Malaysia. Did, she pulled out. So, yeah, So she's obviously trying to... It was interesting, I was just quite. looking at Nina Craft's um, website the other day, and she was saying that she didn't actually pull out because she was buggered. She just mentally didn't want to finish. Okay. Yeah, she was just basically said, yeah, I just didn't have it there. Yeah, just, yeah. So it was oh, interesting. That's poor form. I, I didn't I wanted to stop when I was in Taupo, yeah. but I just thought I'm going to keep going. I wasn't in my happy place. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got Bella there, uh, Nidith, uh, Edith Niederfringer. Um, it's a good name, isn't it? Yeah, there's not too many others I'm familiar with, but but like you said, Bevan, it's a, it's a pretty decent-sized field there. It's 14 athletes. When you consider um, what we have in Taupo, seven? Seven, yeah. yeah. So a few, few Saffers there, a few South Africans. Uh, so a couple of Swedish girls, a Dutchy, couple of Dutchy, couple of Italians, a girl, a girl who's hungry. Try, try pronouncing that one, eh? Number forty-one. Okay, forty-one. Zuzana Harinzui. Yeah, from Hungary. <laughs> yeah. We, want, we want her to take the title. She's my pick. <laughs> so it's not a bad field there, uh, and we'll interesting to see how they go. So some interesting things about the race. They're doing a ten-meter draft. Yeah, well, you see, because I thought when we talked to Jane Patterson a few weeks ago that they they were going to try to standardise things. So drafting's been one of our topics of the week, but I had a quick scroll through the the race manual there for for the race, and, yeah, it's a 10-metre zone, which which is great, but it's just an ask When you're trying to race, and you, you know, it's it's not really that confusing, but just be nice to have a consistency all the way across the board. I just don't understand why they don't have that. Like, it's a simple thing. The rule is. Exactly. Real bugger there. They had our intelligence, you know. They'd just be sweet. And my 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 gripe for the week is Ooh. again Ironman.com has basically got no build up to the race. Yeah, I noticed that. Well, they got like one article, but yeah, they don't have. They don't even link through to the. No, I mean yeah. obviously, if you go through the events, you can find out information and things like that. But but no, none of the press releases are up there, and it's just weird, you know. We want to try to make these these. These pros. Do you pay more? Well, now, now we've learned how the, um, the qualifications spots come through. Do you pay more to get better website coverage? Oh, I don't know. You'd think not. No, you think. I mean, it's good yeah. for the whole, whole Ironman brand. Yeah. It's not just good for the race. Yeah, so that's interesting, isn't it? Here's our gripe for Ironman.com. If, if Ben Ferrick's listening, of course he is. That's our gripe for the week. Oh, well, I'm not supposed to tap the no, table. No, not tap table anymore. Stop it. <laughs> Jesus. How many times have I told you? <laughs> no, I won't speak you. Yeah. <laughs> um, just in terms of the course, uh, it's a sea swim. And then uh, on the bike, they've got, I think it's a two-lapper um, with a, a gentle climb for about the first 10Ks, and then the run's dead flat. So hopefully we'll see some fast times. One of my athletes over there racing said he got there from Ireland, and it's pretty hot. Cool. So, uh, yeah, let's see how they go, and we'll be reporting in next week. Nice. Um, Epic Camp is in the news again. Yes, so for you New Zealand uh, New Zealand listeners, pick up your latest copy of Endurance Sport magazine, and uh, you'll see about a three-and-a-half-page spread on Epic Camp. Yep. Bit see, of a day-to-day breakdown, wasn't it? Yeah, you see Bevan's ugly mug there a couple of times. Hey, you, you actually got, a, you got no. a photo in there, yeah. <laughs> Sitting on the front, pulling the group along. Nice. And you've also got a photo in the other section, you see that? I know, yeah. Oh, he's a superstar. We've had more coverage in the last two months than I've had in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> Um, oh, it's a good thing. So, yeah, it's all good stuff. So pick up your copy of Endurance Sport Mag. If you're outside New Zealand and maybe you want to try to get hold of a copy, the website is Endurance. Yeah, they don't actually have their magazines. Uh, 
Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're still getting lots of questions about stretching books, so we've left the link up on the website. And uh, yeah, if you want to go up there and grab the book, that'd be great. Um, oh, other big news, huge news. What's that? Peter James Owls is about 90% sure for Roth. Uh, but he's got to pronounce it correctly. Roth. 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 So there you go. So I'm, I'm pretty much here. Yeah, I've got to fundraise a couple more grand, but if I can do that, then uh, I'm looking to pretty much go there. I've uh, got to write some emails this week to see if I can get a free entry. <laughs> get some homestay. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I'm kind of motivated to get that sub nine, and I suppose Roth wrote, wrote. being the place that it is probably is an easier place to achieve that. But uh, I want to have a really good race over there, so hopefully I can get on there and do that. So That's good. Bring it on. Topic of the week. So last oh, week... Hold on, oh. we talk, we'll talk about the Ironman New Zealand website. Oh, okay, we'll do that now. Yep, yep. Um, we just one of my athletes that raced Ironman New Zealand uh, just alerted me to this. If you actually did race at the weekend, you can actually go on the site now, look in the results tab, and they've obviously got all the standard sort of results like your 100 meter average speed, your 1500 meter average speed during the swim, and all your splits. And, and I love the average speed because I average 125 in the swim. Yeah, great. I, I struggle to do 125 in the pool. <laughs> so I was loving it. So they've got all that standard sort of information where you finish in your age group. But what's quite interesting, um, when you scroll down further on the page, they've actually graphically produced um, where you sort of place in the field and sort of the distribution of times, you know, so for the swim, whether you, if you're, um, you know, 45 to 50 minutes, they say where you, you were in this band of time, and then they say there was 57 people in this yep. band, and there was 165 swimming, you know, one hour to one hour five. So it's quite interesting readings, and, you know, the reason my athlete alerted me, he was going, I was in those first two bars for the, for the swim and the bike, and then I'm really pissed off that I dropped, <laughs> dropped into that third bar. I've got to, got to do something about That's that. That's the next thing. It's really cool, because, you know, I suppose... I don't know about you, but I definitely like looking at figures and looking at graphs and stuff like that. And the breakdown of it's really, it's just really cool. And the really great thing about it is they've actually done it with all your old results as well, if you've done oh, okay. New Zealand before, because I went and checked out the race I did a couple of years ago. And I've done that with it. So it's obviously a program they've used that just produces it. But it's it's just really good information, eh? Well, it is, because normally you get your placing, and that's kind of interesting. But this is really good because you can see where the bulk of the field is. Yeah. Um, so no. you obviously, you know, you did pretty well. Yeah. Yep. Until the run. <laughs> yeah, I was like that in the run too. Yeah. Although I was way back. But, but so I was in that lot in the run, I think. <laughs> I was in that lot. No, I was in that lot. Yeah. It's uh, but it's interesting information. So well done to the guys at Ironman New Zealand for um, sort of stepping up and, and uh, improving their site and improving the information. I think it's great. Yeah, no, it is really, really. Check it out. Even if you're out here didn't do New Zealand, check out what they're doing there because I think they're kind of leading the way, really, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. They're being innovators. Mm. We like innovation on the show. So anyway. Topic of the week last week, and we got a lot of comments on this one, and uh, in the race last week, I uh, was in a pack, but pretty much everyone in the pack was not drafting, but then there was one guy who was drafting like you wouldn't believe it. He was basically cycling drafting, and at the time, the draft buster was up next to us, and the draft buster should have pulled them up anyway. We're about 10k from the end, maybe 20k from the end, so they obviously thought, well, these guys are top guys, and so be it, but... I was on the verge, I didn't do it because I've got that, I don't know, I just feel narking's not the next, best thing to do, but I was on the verge of saying, you know, you need to look at this guy, mm. and then the question on the blog was, you know, should you actually do that, and we've got we've got a lot of comments, so do you want, we want to go through them? You just, just whip through them, a lot of them are, yeah. are pretty similar, that you can go one for okay, one. Okay, I'll go short. first, because it's nice and short, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mark, Mark basically says no, he says it's up to the draft busters. Uh, use your own energy on your own racing. I think yeah, he's saying that use your own energy on your own racing and uh, not on those around you. But I think when you've got someone sitting on your wheel, yeah, they do become a bit of your energy, don't they? It, it, com- yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. So, uh, next one up was Hell Yeah from um, from Ray. So he thinks definitely should be. Um, racers need to be responsible for their own actions and know the rules and know that when you break the rules, you've basically got a penalty to um, penalty to pay. 
We've got Scott in here saying that he wouldn't do it again, focus on your own race, and uh, they really have to live up to their own way they act in the race, and I, I, kind of, I do believe in that. I think you know how you raced, and yeah. at the end of the day, if you're a cheat, well, you're the one who has to live with that. Adrian from Colorado said, uh, yeah, he's, he's not happy when people are sucking your wheel, and a comment that came up a few times here was, um, you know, you could have had a pee on your bike and peed all over the guy. Nice. And that might have gone off your wheel. And that was actually your advice a while yeah, back, wasn't it? it was. so, yeah. And even if he didn't get off your wheel, at least you know deep down that you've uh, pissed all over <laughs> 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 <Nice>. <laughs> Oh, the satisfaction in that, eh? Well, Matt Rogaine's actually said, no, he's doing to do it. He, and he thinks it's a fair point. And I, and I probably, I see his point here. He's saying that if you're trying to qualify for Hawaii and someone's drafting off you and they end up beating you on the run. Yeah. You know, that'd be really frustrating, wouldn't it? Yep. So, yeah, that's definitely a good way of putting it. Uh, next one, Oz12. He sort of said, he actually said uh, it doesn't actually pay to dob in a draft because he did it once and then he got done as done as, uh, done as himself, uh-huh. which is that's pretty harsh. So, yeah, I hope that doesn't happen too often. Nice. Uh, we've got Druggy Fegan, or Druggy. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, what's he saying? He's saying solution was cook verbal warning. Followed a blast from the Aero Taser. Oh, that's right, because he was going to do the Aero Taser. So yeah. he wasn't going to pee on them. He's going to get the Taser out. And yeah. We've got a bit of aggression on the show, haven't we? <laughs> um, then the next one, Pete said, uh, you know, it's a fine line between drafting. And this is a comment that came up, you know, you using, are you using tactics to be in a pace line or are you drafting? And, and what Bevan's sort of saying is they had a pack that was in a pace line, and, and I think that's fine. Yeah, that's in the rules, yeah. No problem with people sitting in a pace line as long as you're sitting the, the legal distance, um, and that is a good tactic. But this guy was obviously blatantly sucking wheels, so we don't like that. So Pete says um, he wouldn't tell on him he's not a sissy gal, <laughs> um, and uh, he says to blast past him and drop him. Ah. Uh. So I've got Jay Parker, and he's basically saying no again. And uh, But he, he's saying he would protest after the race. Now, to me, if you're gonna, it's not going to happen because you can't prove anything. And so uh, protesting after the race is maybe just a waste of your energy as well. But I don't know. Yeah. Scott says as well, pee on them. <laughs> we've got them. <laughs> yeah, we've got this a few times. We've got to pee on them. Oh, definitely never drafting my listeners. Um, Rich Coleman saying too right, definitely do it. He thinks they're the scum of the earth, and uh, he had a pick follow him in a race last year, and a few of them got uh, drafted, and he was, I mean, got busted, and he was pretty happy with that. And he also respects like the Spencer Smiths of the world and um, Kaylee Jones, who basically decided to go against ITU for that reason. Yeah, um, which is a really good point. Here's a big one for you, mate, Chris Rose. Chris Rose, uh, he sort of says there's, there's two groups of athletes he thinks out there: the guys that are out there just for the personal challenge, just to finish the race and do a good time, and then you've got your your sort of serious age groupers and elites who are really trying to, to qualify and to, to do everything they can. So um, he says, at the end of the day, drafting's cheating. It's against the rules of the race, and cheats shouldn't be allowed to get away with it. Neil said that uh, he, he hates people blooming the wheel-sucking bastards. <laughs> and, uh, and, but at the same time, he doesn't think you should be do, be able to tell Tet because he's saying you've become like a, a bunch of whingers, yeah. which is a really good point. But he wants to know what happened on Epic Camp when the wetsuit fell over the wheel. How did it happen? Oh, we, were go- <clears throat> we had a little uh, race and we were staying at Jindabyne in Australia and we always try to pick accommodation which is like at the top of a hill. Yeah. And so every time you finish a session you've got to climb a hill. Because we it's epic camp. Yeah, we, we were biking down to, to the lake and for some reason this guy didn't have a, a, a bag with him and so he just had his, uh, his wetsuit hanging okay. over zero bars going down a hill came off, went straight into his front wheel and he went flying over the top at quite high speed. It wasn't pretty. In hospital? Yeah. Did he finish the camp? No. Soft. No. (laughs) (laughs) He was pretty mucked up. Okay, here we go. You got Hayden. Okay. Um, Hayden wouldn't point them out. 
race your own race, be happy with what you achieve. Uh, <laughs> very simple and clear. I know that I use the lines on the road to determine his distances. So that's one thing they say at New Zealand is there's a, I think, a, f- a four metre gap between lines or something, and then a white line is three metres long. And so if you, if the person in front is at the front of a white line, yeah. uh, and you're at the front of the next white line, you should be okay. Yeah. So, uh, Toby was saying that he actually used to be a draft buster, which is pretty mm. interesting. And he said it's pretty hard to actually, as an official, to actually listen to what the people in the race are saying because there's a real bias, obviously. And, yeah. And you know, like, so he said it's pretty hard in that situation to actually do anything about it. He would basically pull up beside a group and watch out, you know, kind of find who was drafting within it, pull out the old, the racket, yeah, give yeah. them a bit of trouble. And uh, but he thinks it's basically a lack of enforcement. You know, yeah. that you can kind of take the risk, and uh, because most racers don't have enough draft busters, yeah. then, well, in that case, it's, you know. I, I did see a number of people getting pulled up in New Zealand. Um, yeah, definitely. So I just think that, yeah, they need more, more draft busters. <laughs> you lost your thought there, didn't I did you? Lose my thought. Okay, this is a great one. Go see. I actually posted this up. Oh, did you? We actually got this sent in on email, so. Um, we're not allowed to mention the person's name when she's okay. in. Okay. So she went. Uh, she's looking at doing a race in Spain, and she's put a bit of Spanish up there. And it says here, uh, attention triathlete, sanction, anybody drafting sanction will be sanctioned with a yellow card for drafting. Must complete a 300 meter penalty lap. Nice. One lap per yellow card up the hill of death. Insert. <laughs> Dun 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 Should have read that before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Should've> read that. <laughs> and then uh, it's a hundred and fifty metre climb on a sixteen percent grade. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, so we're kind of getting into pun- punishment at things here, which is um, not quite what you were, we were trying to ask is whether we, whether you'd knock them in or not was really the question. But, but we like still- and Eddie Hawkins finish it up with uh, I like the idea of having a piss on the bike in front yeah. of it. So. I think that's the thing. Um, it's a common thing. It's a common thing. <laughs> Have a piss on the bike, or uh, otherwise you can... <laughs> have a piss on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> I say that seriously. Um, but one thing you could can do also is just slow down and try to force them to come to the front. Yep. I know that's what I sometimes do in a swim if I've got lots of people sitting on my feet, just and I really do, I just yep. I just basically sit up and let them come around me. Um, but it's kind of, a, if, you, if you're trying to push for a good time, you know, it's just an ass if you, if you lose that momentum. Um, yeah. So. It is a personal, personal kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Would you do it? I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get worked up about it, but I'd, uh, if Imagine, okay, let's say you're riding 50k, someone's sitting on your wheel the whole 50k. Yeah. Uh, no, I, what I'd say, I wouldn't get really worked up and fired up and start yelling and screaming at them. I probably would say one or two words and like, get off my effing wheel. Yep. And, nice. and then I probably would just, when the marshals are up there, make, ensure that I'm on the front so I can't get pinged for yeah. driving like somebody else. And say, look at number one hundred and five or whatever his number was. Yep, definitely. Well, we've got some exciting news which we're going to tell you at the end of the show this week. But we're thinking about um, who can we get on the show for interviews. So we want to hear what you guys. Who do you think we should get on the show for interviews? And if you were to have one question to ask that person, what would be your question? Okay, nice. nice. I've added the question, didn't yeah, I? Because yeah, John yeah. came up with the idea of the interviews, and I said, well, let's add the question. Because the interview's been quite popular, and we have got lots of contacts out there, so we have got a reasonable chance of getting quite well, a few I think, people Yeah, on the there. show's quite popular now, and so obviously we've got a bit of, bit of grunt out in the world exactly. of Iron Man. So, uh, yeah, loving it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so uh, who would you like us to have on the show? And if you had one question for them, what would it be? Mm. And uh, the question can't be, would you pee on someone when you're driving? Because <laughs> the answer's always going to be yes. <laughs> okay, here's the music. Here we go. Website of the week. So, uh, you've been doing some work, mate. I have. I've been doing my peas. Doing his peas. Not on the bike when people are <laughs> driving, <laughs> <on the> mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Although you attempted, weren't you, in the race? 
I did when, when you guys caught me up I was actually in the middle of a big piece <laughs> so right. if you felt any drips <laughs> I was behind you was like a power, power drink um Okay, so yeah, I was uh, wanting to find out a few races coming up. Obviously, we're struggling for events. So I just went on to Google and did a quick search for um, a triathlon calendar or something, and we came up with... TryMapper.com. TryMapper.com. And it, uh, it looks like a fantastic site. I went on there. You can search for uh, clubs around the world. You can search for races, and then you can sort of break it down by continent, and then you can break it down by sort of distance you want to do or whatever. So it looked really good. So basically, if you're looking to travel for a race anywhere... This could be a good place to start, or if you're looking for a club on a different side of the world, again, another good place to start. Yep. Um, so what they do is if you go to a place, so for example, you go to uh, maybe Australia, New Zealand, yep. um, you have the different colours of the different races. So you've got two reds for New Zealand, for yep. Ironman, and then so on. And so you've got kids, you can go down to kids. Yeah. So if we were to go kids triathlon in Dunedin, and I've got the Wheat Boots kids triathlon in Moscow, yep. which is coming up. They haven't actually got times, but they've got the websites, the hotel, you can zoom in. Yeah. That's very good, isn't it? Yeah, that's cool. You've even so, got a little triathlon that place there. Where's that? No, that. That's Tahiti. Tahiti. Yeah, that's a good triathlon, that one. Is it? Yeah, yeah. 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 What yeah. about here? Fiji. Fiji triathlon. Oh, that's what else we here. That's exciting. <laughs> Simple things, eh? <laughs> triathlon du Paris and Vanuatu. Nice. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, and it's a, that it's one a there will be a multiple new, races. New, new Mare, I'd say. Yeah, triathlon, yep, New Mare. That's a very good one. Is it? Yeah. And it's Olympic. Olympic distance. So very good. Patrick Verne, who's a good Ironman, usually generally wins that. He's from there. Good Frenchie. Nice. Okay, so trymapper.com. Yeah, you're so if you're, you're looking to travel somewhere in the world and yeah, yeah. check it out. Which we will be looking for our races from here on in, eh? Exactly. Nice. Let's, hold on, it's got the it's got Challenge Queenstown on there. Nice, Down Challenge there. It's got an alphabetical order thing. Oh, yeah. right, they need a pay rise. Yeah. So that's our website of the week. Uh, trymapper.com. T-R-I-mapper.com. Very good. Coach's Corner, yeehaw! Grandma, yeah, we like the country music every now and then. So, so we seem to be going back down to the the depths of that. Show. <laughs> oh no! So a while ago we did peeing on the bike, and at the time we did mention about pooing on the bike, and we're not going to go there, are we? No, we're not going to go because that's wrong. Yeah, but we did get an email question from one of our listeners, and as the reporters that we are, because we have been in the Herald, yeah. uh, we 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 have to deliver investigative. Investigative joint journalists, that's what we... we that's, probably, that's bloody brilliant, isn't it? what we call ourselves. So uh, we've got a... I think it was Ray who sent the question through. Yeah. And he's been talking about it. A bit of an issue he's had. A bit of an issue. Do, so you, want to, do you want to elaborate? So runner's trots. Runner's trots. Something most of us have probably experienced. It's got some, some funny some stories, but I don't think I'm going to tell them on the show. Actually, you had one... Oh, no. 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 Back it up. That was fairly recent, and that's, it was not pretty. It's just... No, stop. Leave it at that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad I wasn't. Okay, at the end of this, I've got a funny story, but it's not elaborate as that one. Here we okay. go. <laughs> so, so runners trots. For those of you who aren't familiar, it's um, when you're out running and you need to, you need to go. Yeah. Um, it kind of makes sense, really, if you just think about it. If you go out running, you know, it gets the old the bowel movements happening, and there's, there's various sort of causes for it. And there's you know there's theories out there that definitely doing some exercise is going to decrease the risk of colon cancer because you know you do get fairly regular bowel movements. I know I, I never need to. Be in the, uh, the the toilet for too long, you know. Just, uh, just, just, <laughs> just, 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 
whereas non-athletes may spend a bit longer in there with the magazines <laughs> oh, and stuff. This is going to be disastrous. But uh, it's fairly common. I just, the other thing is we eat a lot. Yeah. We eat a lot. And you're often training for such periods, of, long periods of time yeah. that, you know, just the fact you need to go to the toilet as well. Yeah. So, mm. um, so yeah, some research I found sort of said that, you know, between 20 and 50% of distance runners can experience runner's trots. Nice. Uh, range of symptoms ranging from cramp, nausea, flatulence and diarrhea <laughs> uh, and so obviously the question begs why do people get it uh, and again there's a number of reasons for this um, obviously when you start moving the motion of, of, of running sort of stirs up your bowels a little bit and then the f- what the hell are you doing <laughs> Mate, I don't give a toss if you stink it's we're concentrating on the show Sorry. Um, and so the flood of blow into your sort of intestines and your stomach is, is sort of redirected around your body and, uh, and that can sometimes cause cramping and diarrhea. And uh, some people, though, it's, it's not, you know, it can be easily avoided by some steps we're going to go through. But there's also a symptom called irritable, irritable bowel syndrome. And, uh, and so if you, if you can't sort of get on top of this and it's something that really crops up a lot, perhaps when you're racing, then, you know, we'd suggest you probably go to see a doctor. And there's a, there's a number of things you can take um, to sort of uh, prevent control, it. It, con- mm. control and, and hopefully reduce the risk of it happening on the day. So um, we'll give you some suggestions here on, on hopefully avoiding it. If that doesn't work, go see a doctor, and there's a few things you can definitely take to, to help that. Okay. So, like a one-for-one? One? Yeah, we can go one-for-one. One. So, okay. so some, some things to try to prevent uh, the runner's trots. Runners, I'd like the name because it's, it's kind of, you know. It's not tasteful. Bad. Yeah. You can go first. Okay, so try to avoid eating um, for around about two hours before your exercise um, and try to, the, you know, because the presence of food and stomach in your stomach can sometimes cause problems. So try not, to, what we're sort of saying there is is try to plan your, your larger meals um, more than two hours before. You know, obviously you want to have a few snacks and things like that before you go out training, but if you're going to have a big meal, say half an hour to 45 minutes before you head out, Especially for um, a long run. you might feel a bit bloated and also the risk of this is probably going to increase. Also, caffeine and warm fluids, try to avoid those. Um, they can also speed up the movement of waste through the intestines, so yeah. not too much caffeine. Uh, try to limit dairy products a little bit, uh, Ooh, particularly if you're susceptible to di- diarrhea. Mm, well, yeah, you're susceptible to diarrhea. It's not good there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> been in the last week, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I limit high fiber foods um, the days before a long race. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> we copied some of this off a website. <laughs> avoid, Can you food, tell? avoid foods that you know produce flatulence or loose stools. <laughs> Okay, drink plenty of fluids. It's the best to drink about 16 ounces of water an hour before you work out, giving the excess fluid time to pass through and start off well hydrated. Be aware of your bowel habits and try to um, try <laughs> and try to time your workouts uh, for after such bowel movements. If all other precautions fail, or if all other precautions fail, for race or special events where you know toilets will not be available, consider the use of the over-the-counter anti-diarrhea products such as how do you say that? Amodium. Okay. Studies have shown it reduces problems related to prone those prone to exercise-induced diarrhea. It's not recommended to use this on a daily basis. <laughs> there we go. Um, when you when you're heading out for a run, and this is definitely something that I do is. Uh, Plan some routes where you you know there's going to be a toilet on the route or some conveniently placed bushes. Okay. Um, if you're doing like a city run and you know there's no toilets anywhere, it's not pretty, is it, Bevan? No. No. Okay, lastly, uh, consider a medical checkup for irritable bowel syndrome and be open in discussion with your problems with your medical practitioner. Hmm. So so at the end of the day, if you're going to get it and you're out on a run, what are you going to do? Go for do it. Do you take toilet paper with you? Yeah. 
quite quite reasonably regularly. I don't know if I'm going for a run. That we live in a really good place, so it's it's fairly easy to <laughs> just whip your trolleys down. Whip your trolleys. I remember down. running down one time. This, this guy must have been like seventy, and he was <laughs> <laughs> had his head between his legs. And <laughs> so um, yeah, Jen, I quite for longer runs, I'll definitely take toilet paper. I'll try to go as many times as I can before I go running. Yeah. Um, especially in, if I go running first thing in the morning, I'll know that I need to go before I before I go running. Uh, you know what? If you're out on a run and it's a long run and you get the feeling that it's coming on and you're not, you're not close to anything <laughs> <laughs> gives me funny looks and you're not close to anything just do it then because if you leave it too late yeah. and you, you know if you're pushing it for time <sighs> so anyway my funny story any other tips um not at the stage lose your shame you yeah. just gonna lose your shame have and, you, and find somewhere discreet have you ever knocked on somebody's door and asked to use their toilet no have you done no, that I know people have but I haven't done that no, I couldn't do that. I'd rather do it in the bush, to be honest. It's... Yeah. So my first date with my girlfriend, Annalise, I, I ring her, I say, oh, can you go coffee? And she goes, no. And I say, I've got to do a three-hour run. She goes, I'll come with you. Yeah. So I go, we take off on this three-hour run up around the portholes, about an hour into the run, and the toilet's at the, at the Kiwi, which is about another hour away. About an hour into the run, I think, oh, my God. <laughs> it's coming. This is the first date I've ever gone with this girl. And I think, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What are you going to do? Because you normally just pull in some bush, and, and I was oh, stressing. Out of nowhere... It was a portaloo. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the gods were on my side that day, and a portaloo saved my day. Oh, nice. She was always amazed how long it took me in the portaloo, but it's not going there. <laughs> so, so, oh, anyway. dear. so that was a, a fairly brief, uh, a brief sort of run over on runner's trots. Yeah. To me, I think the key things are, if, you, if you're out running, you feel it. As soon as you feel it coming on, you've actually got to think about doing it then and there, because if you leave it too late, then you may actually be walking. a big mistake. Yeah. And uh, toilet paper is a good option. Uh, leaves, obviously. Make sure you squat. And this sounds a bad, but <laughs> you, you squat down. So what you're saying, you don't just stand there and blast off. <laughs> you squat and you spread those cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> and avoid thistles. thistles. So no, next week uh, we've got a few. Oh, we're going to get serious now. Next week I'm going to be trying to get a bit of information together for uh, cramping because we know that particularly in the swim, particularly in the swim. Yeah. yeah, we've had a lot of questions about that recently, and also people were spend a lot of time asking about how to do epic camps, and John seems yeah. to be the expert on that. So, so next week we're going to try to cover cramping in the swim, and the week after, uh, sort of when to sort of place your epic little epic blocks. And, uh, so there we go. We don't have music from the next section. It's a big section, isn't it? It's a big section. Okay. Questions and answers. We'll start off with Peter. So first up, Peter. It's just it's a bit of an old one um, because it was sort of sitting in there, and we had a few other topics. But just the Australian Long Course Champs were held a few weeks ago. It was a nice sunny day uh, on a Saturday several weeks ago. We've covered this we, one. we did cover it yeah. briefly, but yeah. we only had a couple of results. So Craig Alexander won at three thirty six. Pete Jacobs three thirty eight. Joshua Ricks three forty. Interestingly, on the girls' side, Rebecca Keat won from 4 hours 59 from Mal Ashton and Lisa, uh, Lisa Marangon. Marangon. Um, the girls swam and rode some of the times before uh, Rebecca Keat unleashed a 114 run well, that's pretty easy to take the win. She wow. seemed to be getting uh, good support on the course. People obviously share the view that she's done her time and should get a second chance. She was the girl who got done in Western Australia, wasn't she? Yeah. And Karen won it in the end. Yeah. Hey, so I, I thought the course must have been a little bit slow there because he won up, uh, Craig Alexander ran a 106. Apparently it was only like 20Ks. It was a bit yeah, short. that's what it was. It's 2K swim, 83K bike, oh, 20, okay, 20K run. So slightly yes. shorter than half Ironman. Yeah. So good on you Aussies. You yeah. go slapping another shrimp on the barbie now. Good on you, mate. 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 <laughs> training for Ironman Australia. 
and in July, but I can't seem to get over the cold. How much training do you do when you have the cold? And that's from John in Scotland. Yeah. I love the way you guys are putting you where you're from. Keep that up. That's good. Yeah, we like to see a spread of listeners. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so we covered this one once or twice before, but just quickly... Um, I generally suggest if you're getting sick, uh, especially with colds, just take a few days off and basically once you're over the worst of it, then just ease back into training with just some very, very aerobic short sessions. Um, when you are sick, really important to eat and drink really well. So keep pumping the fluids in, eat really well, lots of rest. It's a real basic living, isn't it? So yeah. You're going back to looking after yourself, aren't you? Exactly. Yeah. Um, Take time off work. If yep. you, yeah. You know, make, pull your sick day. Pull, pull your sick day. Yeah. Just so for a reason. Lie, lie in bed and listen to Iron Man talk. You can that's listen right. to all 51 episodes yeah, back right. to back. That would be a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but one, probably one of the key things that a lot of people don't do it, and one of the reasons why they get sick is not scheduling in recovery time into your program. So make sure you know each week you've got a day off, and you know every about roughly every third or fourth week that you've got an easier week, so you're giving your body some time to recover. So then you can go on and push again. And uh, I'd also suggest for most people, especially if you're in, the, uh, in your winter, is really to try some supplements. Um, the minimum should be adding in some extra vitamin C into your diet uh, through supplementation and also a really good multivitamin. Um, and on top of that, there's quite a few other things you can take, but say those are the minimum. It's also really important to get to your doctor. Uh, get to your doctor, check out, you know. And some people nowadays aren't really into using drugs. And I know it's a cold, but if, if the cold's going to get you through it and it's maybe, you know, some, some drug will help you actually get through that, um, it's, again, it's personal choice, but... Um, if it's you know if it's going to help yeah. you, if it's just common cold, um, then you just got to get over it. But if you start going into chest infections and yeah. things like that, then they can be a real bitch to get get rid of. So especially if you're training intensely. Yeah, yeah. You know when Bevan was coughing a while ago, he was bloody coughing and spluttering. So yeah. Um, you do the next one, Christian. Uh, hey Bevan, heard you guys mentioned my site the other day. Got a bit behind on the cast. Nice. Actually, one thing I will mention. Um, I was on. I was just. We were basically trying to upgrade our site, and we're trying to do lots of things to make our show a bit more innovative, and be a bit ahead of the time at the moment. And you'll probably see those things come out of the next few weeks. But um, I went and checked out who was linking to our show, and you can find out in a place called Technorati who links to your website. And just lots of blog um, people who write about triathlon on blogs and stuff have been putting our shows. There were like so many I can't mention you all. So just thanks for doing it, guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, it really helps that Google search thing but it's just really nice that you guys obviously think we're doing a good job and that you uh, want to promote our show to other people so we really appreciate you guys doing it and uh, yeah thanks for that anyway uh, put some stuff together you might be interested in Ironman Oz oh, I'll, I'll turn um, so Christian does the triathlon times oh we've um, mentioned the show a few times yeah, yeah so he does a lot of statistical analysis on, on races he's, he's obviously an Aussie yep. um, but so you can go on there and he, he's come up with some interesting stats where he's Put the finishing position in comparison to times for each leg so you can see who blows up big time on the bike and oh. who can uh, pace the race well. So if you go to triathlontimes.com.au, um, you can check that out. And it might actually, I, we didn't actually go and have a look, but it might be similar to what they did in Ironman New Zealand with yeah. the, the graphical analysis there. So go get that, go check that out, especially for you guys that have got Ironman, West, uh, Ironman Australia coming up probably in uh, two, or, two or three yeah, weeks' time. Yeah. Go Charles on there, yeah. and uh, you can definitely see that. I'd, I'd imagine it's more than likely if you have a conservative, fairly conservative pacing on the bike, you'll probably do well on the run. Yeah, nice. You can do some. Okay, from Mark. Van, how do you say that? Mark Van Mulem. Oh, that's right. Um, we mentioned a little while ago we were talking about uh, clincher tyres versus tubular tyres, um, and Mark brought up a good point that we probably should have mentioned as well. It's something that I do, and I know Bevan probably does, is 
that if you are using tubulars in a race uh, and you're going to carry spares, obviously, you don't want to carry new tubulars. They're very, very hard to get on. So what you need to do is you need to ride a tubular tyre for a while in a, in a sort of racing situation and then take it off and use that as your spare. So the reasons for that is um, you need to have your tyre so it's a bit stretched. If you try to put a new tubular on, it's just a not, it's, it's really quite difficult, rim. hard yep. to get on. Uh, and also you want to have a bit of glue on the, the surface, old sort of glue, which will, will bond a little bit if you have to change your tyre over. So, so that's a good point, Mark. Thanks for bringing that up. If you're going to race, don't have your spares and your tubulars. Take one of your tyres off your race um, wheel, use that as your tubular, uh, use your spare, and put your new tyre onto your race wheel. And often the glue's better too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. So thanks for that, Mark. See, we're just a wealth of knowledge, aren't we? It's we not are. just us, it's our listeners. Jeez, we're amazing. We're sharing. Man talks we're world. sharing. Oh, sharing is caring. Mark Chaplin uh, uh, from... Sheffield, Sheffield in the UK. So Mark wasn't uh, happy when we were just on our, our drugs. We wanted us to clarify our drugs position because we sort of said last week that if you're in the NBA or you're a And cyclist, actually someone sent me through an email this morning saying the NBA players don't actually... I think it was James um, was saying how NBA players don't actually get that much money. He thinks I think they get more. He said baseball. Yeah. That's I, think, where it's I at. think they get a little bit more than triathletes. Yeah. Well, I said we, we don't need money because we're yeah. loaded. So. Um, so, so I'm happy to clarify my position. Uh, at the moment, definitely don't take drugs. Yep. I've never considered taking drugs. No. Um, what I was probably trying to imply last week was if I was at the top of cycling, top of or verge of getting into basketball or baseball, I think that uh, I definitely don't think I would take drugs, but I think there'd be a lot of other pressures and I think your thought processing would be slightly different. And, I and think it's it, really hard to, to know that way, how you're going to act in that situation until you actually put it in it, isn't it? Yeah. And it's I, easy to be moral. I, I think it's yeah, naive, a little bit naive for us to sort of sit there and, um, and point the finger. Yeah, pull the um, high ground. Pull the high ground and say, I'd never take drugs. Yep. Uh, I would really hope in that situation that I wouldn't take them, and I don't think I would, but I definitely think that it's it's completely different, and I don't think um, people outside of that sort of situation really appreciate the pressures those guys are under. Um, what do you think? Are you, what is your sort of clarify your position? Yes, yeah, so, so I was thinking, I was actually on the bike the other day, and I was thinking about it, and I was just thinking, you know, like, oh, I just think it's, I, I really don't know. I really don't know. I'd like to think I'd say no. I'd, yeah. I'd love to think, I'd like in this situation, there's no way in nine man I will because there's just no point. And uh, and also, it was just interesting talking to Joe Lawn. She's just saying, why would you? Because you just get tested so much. It's just, you know, yeah. yeah. But um, but there's no way in this life I lead. But, yeah. you know, I, I'd like to think I'd say no. But, yeah, it's, so you know, I. I have made mistakes in life. Yeah. You know, and that's interesting also about Nina Craft. She actually, there was she made a statement about the drugs and she was just saying, you know, I, I made a mistake and people make mistakes. And, um, yeah, so ideally, no. But, yeah. you know, phew, it's a hard one. It is a hard. It, is, it must be a tough decision to make. Yeah, and mm. uh, also Mark sort of said that uh, with the drafting issue, definitely tell him. Yeah, he's saying tell him. Yep, but he's also saying um, he's tell them. But he's also saying about the pace line and how when you're using the pace line, uh, it's okay to be in a pace line. And we agree with that totally. He's saying how the, often the guys in the pace line, the guys at the front want to do a fast time, and the guys at the back. Um, obviously, you know, are willing to sit in. Yeah, and you're also sort of saying, think smart, cycling is tactical, and we sort of made that point as well. Yeah, definitely in the pace line, we're, we're all for that, but at the same time, you just don't draft, otherwise yeah. we'll smack you, or yeah. pee on you. So. <laughs> uh, next one was um, from Chris, who came to see us. Yeah, so we've got Chris and T-Rex, and they've actually both, so uh, Chris sent us through an email linked to his race report. He wrote, they wrote both really good reports, real nice and long reports. Chris had a photo of me on there, so yeah. loving that. What about well, you, you left early. I did. Yeah, you, that's why. <laughs> and uh, he's a really good report. Chris uh, did about a 15-hour, I think it was, 15 and a half, and was really daunted thinking that he would struggle to even do 17 hours going into it. And uh, 
a, a you know really happy swim and, and just had a really good day out there really enjoyed it it's blistered to bugger in and T-Rex had a bit of a tough day out there as well kind of found the run a little bit tough um, just you know, both try talk listeners um, try, um, try talk forums so we'll have links to their f- race reports for Ironman New Zealand on our website now our website better on our website ironmantalk.com and uh, you'll be read it it's interesting oh oh Okay, we just did a bit of a pause because John pulled out some gold. Go on, mate. Yeah, so I thought, um, Chris, if, if you're keen to do an interview on he the show, um, we'd be keen to interview because what we thought would be really good, we often give Bevan and my perspective on, on Ironman Or racing, we get top pros. But it'd be really good to get some somebody, a, a first-timer who's, who's done Ironman New Zealand um, to have He's a little chat. bit slower, you know, yeah. Yeah, but um, you know, it'd be yeah. great to see the perspective of someone who's doing and, the and, day that way. And just have a quick talk through sort of your build-up and, and sort of some of the challenges you faced on the day. Yep. So, Chris, might get you on the show. I'm in talk at gmail.com, mate. Yeah, get in touch. Yeah, West is often so. Yep. Next up. Next up um, was Mike Fisher. Oh, and Mike from, I think oh, from America, I think. Nice. Um, he recently bought a new bike. Oh, yeah. How much? That's yeah. what you ask, eh? Yeah. <laughs> it's a Cervelo P2 Oh, it wasn't I'm cheap. Thinking, uh, it wasn't <laughs> cheap. And he's currently just riding on Eastern Vista wheels. I'm nice. not, not really familiar with them. And he's just sort of asking about upgrading his to a set of race wheels and whether the expense is sort of worth it. Uh, and so just a couple of key things. You know, if you want to get free speed, the first thing you want to do is get a set of aero bars, which I, I presume you probably have. Yep. Second thing you want to do is basically get a bike setup done, which yep. you know, obviously pay, pay to get that done from some some well qualified person. And if you want to find out somebody locally, I'd just suggest going onto Slow Twitch or something like that and just asking the question. And I think you probably get about five billion responses yep. um, in twenty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> Slow Twitch is crazy, eh? It's it a is. great website, but you just get lost off the front page in two seconds. Yeah. And, and then thirdly would be race wheels. So the key thing to understand about race wheels is the faster you go, the bigger the benefit. So for the guys, you know, top pros at the front of the race, they really get quite a significant benefit from race wheels. You know, it can be maybe one to two kilometres per hour. The slower you're going, the the less benefit you're going to be getting. Um, so if you're a back of the packer, you know, sure, by all means, you can go spend a few grand on race wheels. You're probably not going to get a massive benefit out of it. And the one thing I'd say with Lake Placid, you know, it's it's a fairly hilly course, and so de- again, depending on the size of you, um, if you're a big fella, you know, you might get a bit more stability from a spoked wheel. Yeah. So, a few considerations to think of there. So, yes, race wheels are quicker on on a nice flat course. How quick they're going to be is going to depend on how how um, how quick you are as an athlete. If you're going for a really, really heavy course, the spoked wheel is going to give you a bit more stability. So, just consider those things. And also, just with that, um, again, I've kind of mentioned this over the last few weeks, is uh, make sure your training wheels are all crap. Mm. You know, mm. have the worst training wheels you can get. And so then, even though the race wheels all make a difference, it's just the feeling of your bike come totally. race day when you chuck those wheels on. It's like, whoa. And you just feel mentally like a legend because your bike's so much faster. And uh, I think they just put you in a good mind space. So, yeah. nice. Uh, we've got a question from Chris Rose. And yeah, uh, we were just talking about fourth. He's uh, doubling up. Okay, doubling up. Yep, so it's Chris who's at yep. Ironman New Zealand. Yep. So it's just a, a comment he had sort of at the end of his uh, question here. He's just done Ironman New Zealand, um, and this was actually sent in before he did it, yep. uh, so we know he was pretty sore afterwards. His question really was um, tips and suggestions on how to know when it's the right time to start with some light training after the race. Um, and my suggestion here would be, uh, it's a bit, bit late now, but... Uh, 
the week, good question. But, but, but the week, the week straight after the race, I'd really suggest actually doing a little bit of training. Uh, I'd suggest not doing any running, but just doing some very, very light swimming and very, very light cycling and lots of stretching. Um, and that's just going to help your body to recover a bit more. It's going to flush it out, eh? flush it mm-hmm. out, and reduce um, reduce the risk of you really, really tightening up big, big style. Um, so that would be my first suggestion. Easy biking is good too. Easy yeah. biking, just sort of commuting to work <coughs> yeah, and things yeah. like that. Uh, and then once you sort of got through that first week, hopefully your body's sort of not so sore any longer. Then I'd suggest having a complete break for um, you know, sort of one to two weeks where you don't really do any training. Yeah. Again, it's fine to do things like commuting to work and maybe going hiking and walking your dog and playing with your kids on their bikes and things like that. Yeah. Um, but no, no structure at all. And then after that, basically move into sort of an unstructured training period. And this is going to depend a bit on what your race schedule is like. If you've got more races coming up, you've probably got to get back into a bit more structure a bit quicker. But if you've sort of just maybe um, you know, not looking to race for another six months or so, um, I'd really suggest a period of unstructured training where you just sort of do what you feel like doing. So you're keeping a good basic level of fitness and then... You really want to start structured training once you feel mentally that you're ready to get back into it, um, and that's probably the key thing. You know, you'll get over the Ironman in, in sort of three to probably three to four weeks, but it's mentally um, yep. that time that you really need to. What, 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 what right. we should do for a high five next week is actually have high five for deciding to do another Ironman after you finish one. Oh, we have. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Because, yeah, mm. you were going to tell me off then, weren't you? But I didn't listen. Did I you? thought we had already had a high five. Yeah. But we don't. Tom Clements, good old Tom. I think he's from the UK. He is from the UK. Uh, morning, guys. So he obviously sent this in the morning, and it's the morning here, so he did well. Um, hoping to prepare well. Blah, 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 blah. Question one. Have recently got back from into structured training. Just do the highlight a bit. That's okay. I'm helping you out. I'm highlighting things. Okay, okay. Track training versus race performance. So you're sort of just talking about training training diaries. Okay. So what what to sort of include in them? We Did, did we do a feature on this a little yeah, while ago? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. So he wants to know what... Um, uh, okay. Training diaries, why to use them. Um, so why you want to use training diaries is you can track your training versus your race performance. So if you have a really good race, you can look back on what training you did and say this really worked. If you had a really crap race, you can, again, you can look back and, and see what training you did and hopefully make some improvements. For, for a lot of people, it really helps with uh, motivation. I know that really works for me. When I go and put my, my figures in there, I can look back and go, yep, that was a really good and week. And that's the nice thing about Ironman training. Your training is so impressive, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you know when you look and you think, gee, there's a six-hour ride, an hour swim, and you yeah. know, whoa. And, and I think it keeps you honest. Um, so you look at it, and if you've got a few zero-zero blanks, you go, that's really not good, and, mm. and try to avoid it. Uh, I think it really helps uh, avoiding overtraining. So, you know, if, you, if you've got what you're actually supposed to do versus what you actually did, and if it's way more than what you're supposed to be doing, you're going, well, what am, I, what am I doing it for? Is it really what I'm supposed to be doing? And I think it helps also identify whether you're a nice, consistent trainer or not. Yep. It's a weakness of mine, to be honest, is the training diary. Well, this is interesting. I'll bring a point up here. Yes, actually, you went, told me off. I went to a, um, we'll, we'll talk about this in a moment. I went to a, 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 a sort of a, Coaches course? Coaches course last yeah. night and uh, some good comments on, on this. So uh, what to put in them? Uh, I'd say put in your actual training versus what you plan to do. So if you've got a coach, you know, put in what they told you to do and then what you actually oh, did. Oh, nice. So it's um, a comparison. Exactly. Nice. Uh, put in some comments. can be, be pretty brief like that. Um, yeah. Just felt good, felt bad, sore left leg, whatever. A lot of people like to put big comments and treat it as a real diary. But just as a minimum, you just need to put how you felt and if you had any issues. Um, also heart rates if you use a heart rate monitor um, so average heart rate if you're doing any intervals put down your interval times and your heart rates for those intervals um, and the key thing is to put in your training volume 
and uh, if you do any time trials, basically tracking your time trials as you go through or any sort of test events. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Come back on me. Come on, come on. Um, what were you going to say about last night? Okay, so I went to this course last night, and this is actually, I'm going to bring this up as a website of the week and talk a bit more about it further down the track, but it's really understanding how different athletes learn. Okay, um, nice. And so it's called VARC training, or VARC learning, and so V is for visual... with... <laughs> Shark? Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> you go. V is for visual, A is for... Um, so it's all the different learning styles. Different learning styles. And all that stuff, yeah. And, and reading and kinesthetic. Yep. So it's really interesting, and, and the guy who's taking it's done quite a bit of study into athletes and just sort of showing how different people respond to different <coughs> things. Yep. And, and so now it's, it's really helping me because, you know, some people really don't like to filling in a training log because they're not sort of a, well, a reading person, yeah. But I'm but, a reader, which is interesting. Well, you're also very much an audio person, so yeah, you too. love yeah. doing things like that. So it may be that, you know, we could figure out a way where you can... You know, record a training log audibly, or you know, podcast. Yeah, or, <laughs> People or <this> training log. <laughs> yeah, or you can that maybe you know, if if you don't like writing things down, you could have maybe a graph um, where you can just sort of color in a bit, so you yep. can you can track your weekly volume and things like that. So I'll go into that in a bit more detail, and I may actually be able to get the guy to come on and, and talk yeah, about it a bit more. So so when when we're talking about training logs here, um, you don't necessarily just need to think about doing a spreadsheet. You know, you might be prefer to do it in a diary. You might prefer to do it in a pictorial sort of version. You may yep. prefer to do it audibly. Um, and so we can sort of think outside the square a little bit on that one there. Nice. That's that was very my comment. Cool. And then um, how can how can a log sort of track track help your Ironman training um, it varies um, but I really th- think everybody should have a training log because just you've got to be able to see what you've done versus um, I, I, how think, you I think one of the big things about the, where it can really help is like so for me I, I haven't been good with diaries to be honest but you know I've been doing sport for nearly five years now and you can see when you've had your good times and when you haven't and you can I remember listening to Cam talk about that one time and just, you know, you really see, okay, well, going into that, I had a great race that time, what did I do going into that race, and then compare it to what you, you know, so over time, as you become more experienced as an athlete, um, it really just gives you insight into what's worked for you, because, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, a lot of the rules and all that work across everyone, but it's really about figuring out yourself, and, and a training diary is obviously pretty good for that. Yeah, so at the time you're actually doing it, uh, it's probably not going to actually help you much. It helped, for me, it helps me for my motivation, yeah. and avoid over, it doesn't really avoid overtraining, I don't, yeah. I don't run that risk any yeah. longer. Um, but it's further down the track when it's going to become really, really valuable. <coughs> nice. So definitely get into it. Just oh yeah, yeah, that was it. Okay, uh, just quickly, I did get an email. I, I, I can't never say his name. He came and visited us at the booth in um, in Tapo. You'd gone. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> I think it's Kinshandu or something like that. And uh, he, he he was apologising to me in an email this morning because in the race he yelled out Mully. Yeah. And uh, and he said I looked really angry at him. I wasn't angry. <laughs> <laughs> I just wasn't in my happy place. And so you guys can call me Mully if you want to call me Mully. <laughs> just giving a bit of love, you know. Um, but anyway, it's pretty much the show for this week, isn't it? It is. Uh, the exciting news. The exciting news is we got. We want to. We want to. Just we just say we've got a, a some good interviews. I'm gonna have to might want some questions. Okay. And so so next. Week, we've got Peter Reed coming on the show. We're gonna, uh, I've told, we've basically gone for like half an hour to 45 minutes. Um, so if you want to email us through some questions, we can't guarantee we'll give you the, those questions, but we'll do our best. Um, we're gonna cover a lot of stuff with Peter. You're gonna ask your big question, aren't you, John? How did it feel to get smoked by me? <laughs> I want to know what it felt like. <laughs> Can you, the key is, will he remember? Yeah, I don't think he will. Yeah. It, it was probably, it you've was, got to ask. It was at Phuket and it was like two weeks after Kona, and I was in probably the best form of my life. <laughs> and I just drilled him. Oh, yeah. I, I actually think he still loses sleep over that one. I, I think he does as yeah. well. And when he wrote back to me, he said, look, I'm still, I don't know, that I don't. he's too intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> 
so, oh, so we've got nice. Peter Reed coming on. It's really exciting. Um, so, the, okay, the knick-knack things we need to say. Um, coffees of Hawaii. We love the Coffees of Hawaii. Big. Oh, so where we're going with the Conus Island Special Blend, don't we? We have. So, coffeesofhawaii.com. As we always sort of say, if you want to get some coffee, get on there. US and Canadian citizens can just uh, order through the website, through the online shopping. If you're outside those areas, you just need to email them with your order, and they'll uh, they'll sort you out. Good comment, good comment. Coming from the side here. Did I tell you about my sister? I gave my sister some Coffees of Hawaii. Oh, nice. And... Uh, Gave me some good comments with that coffee. She's Very pretty good. bloody awesome. So Very good. Coffee Very good. Yeah, that's and, uh, uh, it's good stuff. Yep. So yeah, this week our super special is looking at the Hawaiian Island style blend, the Kona style. It's a delicious Kona Island style blend, French roast. It's uh, six bucks for a seven ounce whole bean or ground. Twenty four bucks for two pounds nice. and fifty bucks for five pounds. So nice. get on there, add it to your cart, and you'll be training happy. Yep, don't drink too much of it before a long run. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it could be dangerous. Yeah. Um, go on to our website, dub, 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 Iron Man Talk, for all this week's show notes. They're all up there. Um, we've got the stretching book up there still, so if you want to get the book, do it through us because we do get a little bit of commission on that. Um, also, the one click ad. Uh, so there's an ad on all our web pages. If you want to click on that, that'd be great. Um, and lots, like lots of people doing that. So that, really great, guys. It's nice that you can just put a little bit of time in to do that. Uh, if you want to go to our blog to add some comment on this week, so the question is, uh, who would you like us to interview? And if you had one question, what would you ask them? Um, email questions at ironmantalk at gmail dot com. Um, I've I've changed the archives on the website, and I need a bit of feedback from you guys. So I've changed the archives. So previously, I just had one big page that was horrible. Now what I've done is I've had I've got a page where we do ten shows per page, um, and two. If you go down the main page, then it's got the, at the very top. It's got all the shows, and then there's a grey box next to the show, and you click on the show, and it'll take you through to where you can listen to the show on the internet, or I'm not sure how you download it. So. Um, I just want to see some feedback because I'm a Mac user it works really well on my computer but I just want to get some feedback from some people out there who are using Windows um, if that's working well so if you could just click on a few of the older shows and just make sure you're able to get them uh, that'd be really great I tried it myself on a uh, Windows computer on a weekend but it was in a place where they had a big network and I think they had restrictions so if you could do that for me that'd be great the other thing I need to know is that um, we're looking to really try to promote the podcast more and more out there to the people who don't really know a lot about podcasting. So I'm trying to find a way that you could subscribe to Iron Man Talk through uh, a pod feeder other than <coughs> excuse me a pod feeder other than iTunes. iTunes is an obvious obvious choice, but some people are resistant to you resistant to using iTunes as a pod feeder. So I, I know Yahoo does it. I'm just not sure how great it is at doing it, and you also need a Yahoo account. So I'm just wondering. If any of our listeners are using a different pod feeder other than iTunes and uh, what your success is like on that, and are you able to subscribe? Because I really want to be able to get people to subscribe to the um, website. Um, was there anything else I needed from them? Don't think so. No? No. There we go. Yeah, we go. Got to so, have my, you got to give me my, oh, my Amazon. Mission. Amazon. Amazon. Get on there. Buy yeah. all your stuff through yeah. the site. Click on the store button. Yeah, click on the store button. And uh, also, John's coaching website. It's <laughs> giving me a look like <laughs> triathloncoach.net. Okay, so longer. the iPod. So he's got. Oh the no, not not online. We can do oh, that afterwards. Well, I, I, we could do like a whole, yeah. I could talk about it for like two hours. No, it's okay. Because you look at this. Look. Oh wow! Special. <laughs> what are you What are you up to for the rest of the week, mate? I'm going on holiday. You've been loving the time off. But two hours. Yeah, it's been good. Yep. yep. Getting things done. Yep. Getting Epic Camp organised. Basically, we're just about ready to roll out subscriptions for Epic Camp coming oh. up for New Zealand next year. So. Nice. Um, Listen up for that in the next few weeks. Nice. Where are you going to holiday? Kai Terry Terry. Ooh. Top of the South Island. Top of the South Island. Mm, nice. Nice spot. 
That's all good. I've got a. Uh, I'm working on the website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's Go what on. I'm doing. Yeah, and uh, that's about it for me. Yeah, fundraising. Fundraising. Yeah, if you want to give me lots of money, feel free. I'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. I'm really looking forward to doing Roth. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. I'm very jealous. Yeah, because <laughs> Joe was, I was talking to Joe Lorne about it, and she was just saying it's just yeah. the most special thing. Oh, one thing is, we got a few questions um, asking about Brandon. Brandon was the guy, um, my Alliance member, <clears throat> excuse me, on Epic Camp, and uh, he did a lot of the shows over Epic Camp. Uh, he was the character on the show. And so uh, people were wondering what happened to him doing Iron Man New Zealand. Now, Brandon had an uh, injury on his heel of his foot. Was it plantar fasciitis? Yeah, yeah. plantar fasciitis. And, uh, Pretty much put him out. Now, he's still got a little bit of an injury there, and he's uh, trying to get over that. He's looking at doing quarter lane, but I think even maybe pushing it for that. Mm. I'm trying to con him to go over to Roth oh, and do right. Roth with me, and then I'm going to go back to LA on the way back and uh, maybe try to catch up with Albert. So, Albert, I'm coming to your place for dinner. <laughs> Don't like mushrooms or peas. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, that's our show for this week. Uh, what's our finish? Here we go. Iron Russ. Iron Men Don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. kaha.